welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and we have a fun one today. Um, we are continuing uh, Journal January today, but in in a way that I feel kind of mirrors the uh, evolution of wrestling media, so to speak, um, in a way. Like, obviously, there's still traditional journalism, traditional critique and analysis, and, you know, all different kinds of ways that that's gone now, whether it be, you know, written or in video form or everywhere in between. But another real strong facet of wrestling media now comes from um, wrestling communities, wrestling platforms that are built specifically for and speak to uh, different communities, communities that don't uh, get served um, really by the mainstream pro wrestling world a lot. And one of those, a very recent creation in that space, would be Transgraps, a community made by trans pro wrestling fans for trans pro wrestling fans. And I am very happy to have as my guest for this week's edition of Journal January, um, the the founder and creator of Transgraps, Sally. Um, It's a fun conversation. We get in, it goes all over the place. You know, we talk about the community. We also talk about, you know, what her, her, problematic faves and and um people that really inspired her um you know people like dark sheet candy lee benny Edith surreal so many to name and and trust me all the names get dropped um when we chat but it's it's a fun interview and i was very happy to to learn more about the mind behind this um very quickly growing uh community uh, you know, they only launched in December, and they're already like over a thousand followers on on Twitter and the the Discord. Their Discord is popping off. The play they're making playlists celebrating trans pro wrestlers. It's just all around, um, really promoting a safe space for trans and gender diverse people that are into pro wrestling, as well as a space for those people to really just talk about their identities and, and their personal feelings on everything from queerness to anime and video games and all kinds of stuff. So it's a really cool uh, thing that that's been growing steadily over the past couple of months. And I was glad to have the chance to sit down with Sally and chat. Um, and we'll jump into that um, here in just a second, but I do want to shout out um, the other episode for this week that's coming tomorrow uh, because Friday is Southeast First Day. Simply put, um, AC Mack is challenging Alex Shelley for the IWCB Independent Pro Wrestling World Championship. And we are very happy that we're going to have AC Mack back on the show tomorrow ahead of that match to talk about the journey there and, and the experiences that he's had to get to this point and how he's feeling going into that match. So, Come back tomorrow for that. Listen to the interview with AC Mack and then get ready to watch him win the IWTV World Championship. 
uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, that being said, you know, quick intro this week. Let's just jump right in to, to my conversation with Sally from Transgraphs. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. I'm excited to have as my guest this week someone who has been building up a brand new pro wrestling community that speaks directly to the LGBTQ community, specifically the T in that as well. Uh, We are talking today to the, uh, I guess we can say founder, creator of the uh, recent upstart pro wrestling community, Transgraps. Sally, welcome to LGBT in the Ring. Hello, founder, creator, not technically owner, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is there an owner? (laughs) For for legal reasons, if we're a company, I don't own it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like my mom technically owns it. I founded it. I created it. I came up with all the good stuff. (laughs) 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 Like, I I just, I just cannot handle running a business, so... (laughs) I don't. I don't blame you. It can, yeah, it's, be it's hectic. It's too much for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm excited oh. to talk to you about this because, like, Transcraps is only like what, a, a couple of months old, even if that. We, and we started it December first. Yeah. So it's like a, a month, month and, and a half. half. Yeah, a month and a half old. <laughs> and already, like, the popularity that that it has garnered, not just with you know the trans and. Um, gender diverse communities that are into pro the trans community the trans community, <laughs> yes <laughs> but also from like the greater wrestling community as well like i know yeah. I, I i've been following for a while and like i'm in the discord and it's and it's a really beautiful way that it's kind of come together i'm so both, happy with it yeah talk to, what um what's been your take on how quickly it's it's grown honestly at first it was like for me, I just wanted to like be like, hey, here's some cool trans wrestlers and matches with trans wrestlers. And then for some reason, fucking well, I was already friends with Candy Lee. And she shouted us out. She retweeted a bunch of stuff. She's cool as hell. And then for some reason, a bunch of other people went, okay, yes, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> and then Dark Sheik started retweeting us. Edith Surreal started retweeting us. Effie started retweeting us. And then Effie followed us. And I was like, oh, no, we made it. <laughs> oh, no, we're famous now. I was like, oh, dear, responsibility. So at, at first, it was kind of like overwhelming. But you was like, oh, dear, I have to be professional now. I can't say half of what I want to say. And that, that ended quickly. <laughs> I, I would just, say. <laughs> I, I just say whatever the fuck now. But like... <laughs> At first, it was like, oh, I, got, I should be professional now. But now it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. And I'm enjoying it now. Like, I'm really proud of what we've created. I'm really proud of what I've been able to help other people with. I'm really proud that I've been able to not just connect with, like, trans adults, but with trans youth and help them figure themselves out. And that means a lot to me. Because I was, I'd say, when I was, like, 12, 13, I started to have, like, questions about my identity. And I had no real outlet for that. So being able to be that outlet for other people, that's a great feeling. I just, I'm happy. I would definitely expect you to, to be happy with, with the growth that you see and how the communities come together. And the fact that you point out like how it's being like a supportive community throughout the pro wrestling aspect of it for just a second, because yeah. there's plenty it, to talk about there, but 
one of the things I've really liked about being a lurker in the Discord, because that's just me on Discord in general, um, is seeing the community kind of come together to talk about, you know, issues or with within the community, issues beyond the community, the greater LGBTQ community, and really like being there for one another and helping people as they are kind of like discovering parts of their identity or like or like, coming to terms with that mm -hmm. and trying to really find their own self-definition in, in that. That that's one of my favorite things to be honest. Like I didn't even expect like with the Discord, I just thought this is gonna be a place for people to talk about like wrestling and stuff they enjoy. And then people started asking like questions about like trans related issues and queer stuff. And somebody on the mod team pointed out to me, hey, maybe we should like have like a channel just for that stuff because this is kind of what your brand is built on. And then I just set that up and everybody loves it. It's really great. Like, like people will talk about whatever in there. Like, let me pull it up. Like we've had people ask about like fucking a whole lot of crazy shit. Like and people talk about like breast forms and fucking all sorts of just stuff that people like trans people probably need to know about but don't always know about like i didn't know about a lot of this i am still relatively new to all of this trans <laughs> stuff i just wanted the platforms and wrestlers i thought were cool honest to god <laughs> honestly i don't i don't know where this came from <laughs> I, I honestly i feel like it's just a natural progression of creating a space like this especially whenever you are focusing it on a, a um, population like a pro, like pro wrestling fans specifically like you know trans and non-binary gender fluid all the, the yeah. various definitions of gender diverse pro wrestling fans that you know we've seen this like growth of lgbtq identities in pro wrestling over the past few years for sure oh yeah hell yeah but, i don't I personally don't feel like a lot of companies have just just to put it out there, not to be like aggressive. I just don't feel like a lot of companies are keeping up to speed with their fandom in that sense. Exactly. That's, that's so. I think that might be part of why like people are really like gravitating towards us because it's like we're giving them the space to do what they like to be themselves and shit. And that that's cool. I just didn't expect. It. <laughs> I I just wasn't thinking about it like that. I was just like, you know what? This is a crack dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like I like I have one really great friend in Candy who's trans. I'm trans. I have a lot of trans friends. Trans friends. I have a, like I'm in the community, and I just I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking like do this cool thing for people like me. And if anybody notices, who fucking cares? <laughs> and then it actually people start noticing. Wait, no, I care. <laughs> I care. <laughs> No, I mean, people definitely started noticing. I, I, one of my favorite moments, like over over the first month or so, was whenever you, uh, you noticed that Luther was was repping transcraps oh, in a way. I fucking love that man. He's so <laughs> fucking cool. He's like, he's like the ultimate dad. <laughs> like that is the energy he gives off. It's like, like cool like like cool uncle energy even like that's the vibes he gives off he's so like chill and sweet like so at first i jokingly was like i if, if if luther wants our merch i'll give it to him for free because i fucking love luther he's he was one of my favorites from fmw and shit 
and I just, I'll, I'll get I'll give him free merch and then he followed me followed us and I was like oh my god but wait this this isn't actually happening is it <laughs> and then I messaged him and I was like hey just so you know I wasn't joking <laughs> if you want merch I will send it to you and then he was like and we talked for a little about he asked me what is his exact words that I remember were what is the transcripts <laughs> so we talked well, okay little, that fits the that fits the the cool dad like, persona so well what what is the transcript <laughs> like are you winning son <laughs> but like then like I explained to him what we were doing and why we were doing it and he explained to me basically like he was like yeah I support that like you should be whatever whoever you want to be you should you like to express yourself life is too short for shit like that just be happy and then he was like well could you send me your merch link and i was like but i'm gonna give you merch he was like well i'd rather do the right thing and buy everything oh my god he's so goddamn cool (laughs) he's so goddamn cool and the whole time this is happening i'm in like my friend garnet's dms and like jamie senegal's dms talking about oh my god luther followed me oh my god <laughs> and like I'm, I'm i'm hyperventilating a little like oh my fucking god <laughs> like not luther <laughs> i was i was scared because like oh no luther's gonna be homophobic he's gonna say the gamer word <laughs> and then he was just like no i love this shit and i was like oh, fuck yeah <laughs> Luther strikes me as someone who would definitely be, be cool in, in this. And, that, and I say that, you know, mainly from like his more, more recent, like ever since he like signed with AEW and has been doing more oh, he's American been, indies and stuff like that. He's been so chill. Like, yeah. All of my, like, I was like shocked at first at how chill he was. Like when I started talking to other people, I was like, oh no, this is just how he is. I'm like, oh, okay. It's good to know he's cool. <laughs> like, because... Well, at first when he came in, like the the way he was like kind of known to a lot of people in the West was oh, this is Chris Jericho's friend. <laughs> so like yeah. hearing, oh, this is Chris Jericho's friend, I was like, oh no, let's hope he's not too much like his friend. <laughs> but then Jericho, surprisingly, like for all the bad things I'll say about like Jericho, because he deserves a lot of the bad things that are said about him. I don't condone like harassing him, but he's he's done some sketchy shit. He was really fucking great about Nyla and like giving her a platform and like building that up and like defending her when she got hate. But, like I respect yeah. the like of all the things I think Jericho's done wrong, that's I think the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely with you on that. I think like that and you know, him talking to Sonny as well. Um and and, yeah. and being there and being supportive of Sonny too. Like yeah, both I'm yeah. shocked at that, given his other opinions, but like, I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take I mean, again. let's be real. We're in, we're in the queer community. We take, we always take it where we can get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but, but I don't know. I, that Luther thing just like was, was so great. And, and, was, you know, seeing it was, so, it was so wholesome to me. Yeah. Like, to, to meet somebody who I was legitimately a very big, like, fan of from, like, earlier in his career and, like, to somebody who, like, I love the jokes and the memes about him now and, like, the way that he's kind of leaned into, like, the whole hog dipper thing and the deadlock stuff. Like, somebody who, like, just really liked all of that to, like, get to actually meet him and to hear, oh, he is a really cool dude and to, like, experience that. 
I that's just warmed my heart. Like there's a lot of times in wrestling where you'll meet somebody and they'll let you down. That's happened to me more times than I think I could like count. There's been a lot of wrestlers like, oh wow, what an ass. Like I'm not gonna name names, but like it just happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so to find somebody who like legitimately I had some enjoyment for, who's also a great person. That was that was just a great combination right there. <laughs> as as opposed to like other people who I've enjoyed who weren't so great. <laughs> like fucking God. Like I, I love him to death, but AJ Styles is my problematic. <laughs> I was gonna ask you about AJ at some point during this because like in terms of like the Twitter account and and, and everything that that goes up over there like one of the more interesting things to watch is just like almost like you working through your feelings about aj styles on the twitter I, account <laughs> i i love aj styles so he's one of my favorite wrestlers i don't love, think very highly of him as a person he's done some stuff that i don't like like a few years back he liked some tweets that were very islamophobic and that was like okay yeah that's not cool aj and that was at a different point in my life where it was like, well, I can still separate the art from the artist. So it didn't bug me as much as it would have now, but it's like, that's not cool. And then the flat earth stuff, I was like, wow, AJ, you're kind of dumb. <laughs> but like all at the same time, it's like AJ Styles is a wrestler who like, even if I think he's kind of dumb and can have some really hateful negative opinions, like if he's on my TV, and I'm not changing the channel. I might, I might leave the room for a second if, like, like he's done something extra heinous recently. But like, he's he, I, I think we all have somebody who's like a guilty pleasure. Like, for a lot of DDT like Japanese wrestling fans, they have Sancho Dino, who, like, he's yeah. a legit, he's a legit like according to Sancho Takagi, he's actually gay, but Dino himself just doesn't represent the gay community very well at all and he doesn't try to to his credit he doesn't try to represent the gay community you know he knows that he's an offensive stereotype but i think that's what makes people problematic favorite is that like he knows what he's doing is offensive like if it was somebody who like doesn't care about offending people or like i think what makes dino work i'm gonna go i'm just i'm gonna keep coming back this second i think no, what makes go for it but what i think makes dino work better than other like offensive things is that if you've seen the vice documentary they did about ddt there's a good chunk of time dedicated to talking about dino his sexuality and his gimmick and the big conclusion they come to is senator takagi says yes he's gay for real and then dino in the next part of the interview he says i'm not trying to represent the gay community I don't have many friends within the gay community. And if the gay community doesn't like me, then that's fine. So to me, how that read was, oh, Dino's just being a parody of himself. And he's trying to entertain people by making light with his lifestyle. And I don't know if that's his intention, but like, I think that's what makes him people's, like people like him is that like, he's making light of himself. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to put a motivation onto him, especially the the question around his sexuality. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, there, but I, I don't know. Yeah, how, I don't know, but that's how it read watching that documentary. Oh yeah, for sure. I could, I, be, I could be totally off the mark. I'm open to being wrong about things. Well, no, I, I mean, I, th I think that's the sign of of 
knowledge is to be willing to be wrong. So like, like... I've been wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> I've been I have been wrong about too many things, even like like with AJ Styles, I was like, well, I first was like, oh, he just said he just said a negative thing about gay people one time, and then he said a bunch of other negative things. Like, oh dear. But for me, AJ Styles represents the kind of like. When I was getting really into like Ring of Honor and New Japan and like getting back into TNA, this was the guy I watched and was like, this is a guy I want to like, if I were a wrestler, I'd want to be like AJ Styles. Cause this was when he had the long hair and the fucking stubble and the hood and the bullet club. So like, this guy looks cool as hell. This is who I would want to be. So, uh, and that was who I legitimately thought I wanted to be when I was 15 and just thought, oh, I'm, I'm not trans. I'm just gay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out, oh, I'm gay, but I'm also a woman. So, <laughs> I mean, that was, that was a trip. But like, AJ, I'm, I, a lot of people have different tolerance levels for things. And that's okay. Like, some people don't tolerate AJ, and that's cool. I get it. I'm not saying you have to like him. I don't always like him. But he was such an important part of my fandom that it's hard for me to let go of it all the way. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Like, there's always going to be a part of me that's still like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, AJ Styles, even if I know that it's not fuck yeah, AJ Styles. It's, oh, fuck AJ Styles. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that, you know, I think, like you said, everyone has someone like that, especially whenever it, it kind of dates back to your earlier, like, and instances yeah. in pro wrestling And as especially, well. especially in wrestling. Because so oh, many yeah. people in wrestling are fucking terrible. There are people who still like Chris Benoit. So I don't feel as bad <laughs> about my yeah. AJ Styles fandom. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, by comparison, I think AJ's not that bad. <laughs> That, that's how I that's how I justify it to myself. <laughs> he hasn't murdered anyone. <laughs> no, but I like I that we know of. That's trip <laughs> that we know of, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Don't sue me, Alan. No. <laughs> no, but like it, I definitely agree with that. And you know, and, and that sort of like problematic element can really like spawn in different ways too because like i think it for me that person um was gold dust growing up oh gold dust and but that wasn't necessarily because of the person portraying the character like it wasn't necessarily because of dustin it was more so about how the character was portrayed in the story and oh, the that, presentation of it i after the whole plane ride stuff came out, I found out some stuff about Dustin's involvement. Like, I'm not going to be a fan of his. Yeah. I'm not going to support him. But, like, I cannot lie that before I knew what I know now, that I was a big fan of Dustin and Goldust. And I, I get, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, the way he was portrayed was horribly offensive. And Dustin at least, like, tried to, like, empathize with the queer community like yeah. he made a concerted effort to try to didn't always work and i don't think highly of him because of like other things but at least he made that effort just more than other like problematic things will like problematic gimmicks have done like like if you want to talk about really fucking like terrible offensive shit one thing that i think 
of really, really a lot when I think of like things that how is this acceptable? Is like Muhammad Hassan. There was no attempt to like uh, really resonate with like the Islamic community with Muhammad Hassan, and he wasn't even from that. Like he was, he was Italian. Yep, he was fucking Italian. <laughs> like that's the thing which like I like like he didn't like he was he was clearly like a fish out of water when in wrestling it felt like as like hearing the stories about him as a person then the people behind the gimmick made no attempt to make it relatable or like believable or like something that people could like actually like that people of that faith could sympathize with because they instead of portraying him as you know somebody who wanted to shatter barriers they portrayed him as this big meanie pants as opposed to like what they did with Mustafa Ali which for all of the things I think WWE has done wrong with Ali and like retru- Redemption, whatever it was called, Retribution was something else, I think. <laughs> I don't remember. No, no, I'm thinking of NXT. Re- retribution was the faction. And I'm thinking of NXT Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Retribution I mean, was the knockoff Antifa. Yeah. Bullshit. For, I was not a fan of putting him in there because like I. I felt like they knew what they were doing, putting a fucking like putting a brown Muslim dude in a fucking like basically like a terrorist parody gimmick. I'm not yeah. saying and I don't think Antifa are terrorists, but that's clearly what they were going for. Oh yeah, that I, was the mindset with the WWE yeah. creation of it. Yeah, that sure. was their that was their mentality was to make it like a basically a like wrestling centered terrorist group. Like like when they had a when they had the like stunt double guys in before they actually cast each of the members, I called it aces and five eights because <laughs> they were all really because like all of the guys they had subbed in were really short and they just like they were in the aces and eights. So for a while, I called it aces and five <laughs> aces and five eights. And but I just didn't, they knew what they were doing. I think all of the like hate he got. From people, from like people during that time, they bear some responsibility for putting him in that position. And but when he was a face and he was legitimately like trying to fight like this empathetic figure for that community, like somebody that that community could connect to and root for, it was great. Like it's the same kind of thing that like they've done like like fucking. So I don't have a high opinion. I'm, I'm going to say that a lot. I don't. I don't. Nick Dinsmore, the guy who played Eugene, he's not a great dude. He's kind of a boomer, like kind of the boomer. He yells at clouds type. But when he was Eugene, the gimmick was not how he wanted it to be. He wanted it to be like a wrestling savant that was like a guy who was kind of dumb but could fucking wrestle really good. He wanted to be a himbo, basically. Yeah. And then. Vince heard that and was like, okay, well, we're going to make you a mentally ill character. And he didn't like that. But what he did was he would reach out to like the special needs, like differently abled community. And like they would basically, like he, he had a lot of like special Olympians, especially come up to him and tell him how they changed, how he changed their lives. Like, that's the kind of shit I think wrestling needs. Like, that's the reason I think, like, Gold Dust worked. Because Dustin made a concerted effort to connect that community, even if the way he was portraying them was offensive at the time. But at the time, that was also just kind of how gay people were portrayed in media. Exactly. 
So like, exactly. So like, when you look at how they did mock like Ali as a face, how Eugene went out of his way to try to redeem this fucking ableist gimmick. That's that's good. And Goldust also did that. Even if I think Goldust isn't like Dustin's not a great dude, he actually made that effort. That's why I think that worked better than like Dino might not work for some people because of something like that, I feel. Yeah, and I think that's that, really one of the closest like comparison points that I pull when looking at Dino. And and to my earlier point uh with, with Dino, like I, I don't want to put like a motivation on him just because I don't have that that personal we, knowledge. But nobody nobody knows what's exactly. going through his head. We just know what they told us. And to me, how they told it to us read like, oh, he's just parodying himself. And yeah. I can I can be at peace with that. I don't always like it. I find it kind of like gross sometimes. But like I know that does make people uncomfortable. At first I thought it was like a different kind of like reaction, like a gay panic reaction. Then I actually like I start talking to like other queer people about it and I had to know people just find it like a bad representation of that community. And that's fair because it is, but he's also not trying to be. And that's probably why people don't like it because he's actively trying to be offensive at not just his, like, I don't know if he realizes because how we said it, if, if I'm reading it is right. I don't think he realizes that making light of himself is also making fun, making light of a bunch of other gay people who are very similar to him. Yeah. I, that's what, but that's like I'm. I I can watch Gino and enjoy him, but I get why people can't, and that's why. I I know like talking about like a shit like that. I know for a fact. I've told this story a few times, but I met Jay Briscoe at a Ring of Honor show, and he was. We were at the fucking concessions. He was getting a beer. We were. I just talked to him for a second about because I've been a fan of his since I was like twelve, and. Talking about it, I was like, and I just want to ask you, Jay, because I, I'm a queer person, and like what you said really upset me. And I, I told you about this all before stream, but he hugged me mm. and he apologized to me directly. Oh, wow. Like that meant a lot to me. And like, I get why people might not want to fuck with Jay Briscoe. Even if, even if that's that anecdote, like, I can get it. Like, like that anecdote might not change anything for anybody, but it meant something to me. Because like Jay Briscoe, somebody I enjoyed, and to get that reaction and that response was not what I expected. It meant so. Like when it comes to problematic favorites like AJ or Briscoe or even Gold Dust or Dino, I I think it depends on your mindset. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to see Dino as like almost of like some form of a reclamation project in a way. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I totally understand why people don't want to fuck with that. Yeah, I all. get like, I un, like I at first, I made a really like weird tweet on my main account where I was like, I, I feel like it's mostly like straight people who you know. And then I had a friend message me about it, like, wait a minute, because I don't like Dino, and I was like, oh, and we had a talk, and I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should reevaluate how I look at these things. And that's when I watched the Vice documentary to try to figure out more about Dino, try to like figure out how I felt about him. And Chikihiro Irie is on there. Mm-hmm. He's in that documentary. And I, I love the area. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. But he says that he thinks that gimmick is unacceptable because he doesn't think you should make fun of gay people. And I, I was like, yes, Irie is right. 
and I'm not going to defend it. Like, I'm a gay person. I don't think it's okay to make fun of gay people. I just feel like, I, I think Dino tries to like do something. If, if I'm reading that documentary, right? <laughs> like, I'm going to say that every time we talk about it. If I'm reading this right, I think he wants to like make light of himself to entertain people because he talks a lot about how he thinks that Japanese wrestling doesn't have enough like of that entertainment factor in it, like the laughter. Like there's an onomatopoeia or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Japanese, and he talks about how each each part of it represents a different like emotion and how wrestling can lack laughter and like entertainment and comedy. And he wants to fix that. But I don't think what maybe it's a cultural thing. But I don't think that he realizes that what he's doing can negatively impact a lot of people. Like, and that's that's why I like I, I like Dino. Like, as I'm a fan of his. Like, I like him wrestling. He can be funny, and I like what they're doing with pheromones, where he's not doing a lot of the overly gay stuff. He's just kind of being a sexy man. <laughs> like, if you've seen any of the pheromone stuff, they're literally just flexing their bodies and like taking off their clothes and oiling themselves up it's so <laughs> fucking funny they're not like it's not it's just like two dudes who really fucking like each other's body <laughs> like they're just workout <laughs> bros essentially <laughs> just really horny workout bros it's called pheromones <laughs> of course they're a little horny <laughs> but i think that that's a step in the right direction for Dino, and i'm glad that they got a little further away from some of the more offensive stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we got on good. this rant. I don't know how we got on this tangent about Dino, but it here happens. We are. I, I here mean, we are. Just, I let I, the show goes where it goes. I. I <laughs> it was just on my mind recently, I guess, and it just came out. <laughs> yeah. All right, Yens. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. Uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride Flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at Quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service uh, you can follow the show on twitter at lgbt ring pod you can follow me on twitter at wonderboy otm and if you're into video games definitely check out my video game news show the mr video game super show i co-host that with uh, twitch streamers slacker kite and lady Merwin every monday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific over on twitch.tv slash dead sun entertainment uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. 
but that's one of the things that I like about like yourself and a lot of the other people in the, the transcripts community is that like there are no punches pulled really when it comes to talking about like stuff that is like an issue or uh, any kind of real topic that that I've seen you know it, it's Power. a very open environment for people to, to talk about these yeah things. we can just i don't think that like i think that there are obviously situations where you should feel one way but i think it's okay to feel any way on a lot of situations because not everything like not everybody is going to have the same lived experiences all you have to do is hear other people's lived experiences and make your judgment off of like how other people how they might be impacted like when we talk about pulling no punches, our first news headline was us calling Odyssey Jones a stupid piece of shit. Yep. That's how we got into the news for the first time. <laughs> when I saw myself in an article on record calling Odyssey Jones a stupid piece of shit, I was like, well, this is, <laughs> like, this is, I guess, my brand now. <laughs> and like, I guess this is what I do. Like, like I try, I try to be unique with my insults to people like that. But like, I think the reason I'm so open to like letting people be okay with things that I might not be okay with, as long as they understand, like, is just there are things that I used to like because I was in a different place in my life. That I don't agree with now. We've all been there. We've all been yeah. there. I think that it's okay to discuss things and to figure things out and like. I don't think that everybody should just be expected to know everything and to all feel the same way. Like, whenever I see people talk about, like, a wrestler who's been accused of something, like, in speaking out, like, if, I've had people in the server talk about Darby Allen or Moose. Yeah. And every time somebody says, oh, I'm a fan of that person, I just want to make sure they're aware. I don't try to tell them how to feel. I might tell them how I feel. But I just say, hey, just so you know. <laughs> and if they feel comfortable supporting that person, then they're better than I am, I guess. <laughs> like, they're, they're more forgiving than me. Not better, but more forgiving. Yeah. Like Because there are things I can't forgive, but, like, other people might be able to. I just don't think that, like, that's my thing, is that I've seen some, like, I like talking about these things. I like how seeing how people think about these things and i don't expect everyone to just know everything i know like that's something i used to do that ended in me just kind of making an ass of myself one time during the fucking like when nolan edward was getting called out uh, instead of just handling that like a normal human being i went through the list of people following him and tagged like a dozen of them and individual tweets about it. <laughs> oh. And then Suge D, or however you pronounce his name, he, he tweeted me like, I don't think you're doing this the right way. And we talked for a little bit. And that was like a, okay, maybe I'm being kind of stupid moment. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to just, maybe I need to be more polite and help people figure out what they're doing. <laughs> and like, and that's why like, I've seen like, people I associate with as on transcripts, like will like posts from like really gross people. And when I saw that, I messaged them about it because it's like, maybe they don't know. I don't want to like spread, like I don't want to just jump on, oh fuck this person bandwagon. Yeah. So I messaged them about it. They didn't know. 
And I think that's, I don't think that it's wrong to expect people to know certain things, but also I think expecting them to know everything is kind of like a terminally online thing that makes yeah. sense. But, oh, it totally makes sense. Like, I think that it's okay for people to not know something and then find out and change their mind. I'd rather that than like not know, but like find out and double down, which is why I'm open to talking to people about it. Cause I, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt to not be that way. <laughs> To not like to like find out and then double down. Like I don't want that. But if that's how they are, then okay. Like we're we're done. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck with you. But at least at least I tried. <laughs> no, and I I think that having the that forum to have those sort of open discussions and to have that mindset of like trying to you know help other people learn about this so they can make their their own opinion and like reserving judgment for for people that aren't directly associated with these things that and these people that obviously have issues that engender those feelings um is a very valuable thing to have uh, in an online space honestly it, um because we 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 both exist in the fucking hellscape that twitter can be oh twitter is a mess and some nobody is like exempt from falling into that fucking like hellscape that is twitter and yeah. getting and having a really like bad Posts are having a really awkward moment. They're doing something that they probably shouldn't do that they regret later. Nobody's exempt from that. And I've I've already told you about one of mine. <laughs> and I just think that I want as much as I want Twitter to be part of this community, I also want to help maybe make people on Twitter a little smarter about things and try to bring because Twitter is very like trying to think of the word it's very like I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day it was it's impulsive they're very impulsive like we're yes. always we're like on social media we're always quick to jump to a feeling instead of to process our emotions and that can be beneficial at times i think like when you're watching a tv show or something that's the broadest thing possible is to feel something so pure that you just have to fucking talk about it as loudly as possible. But I think there are some conversations that are a little more nuanced than that. And that's just, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> like, I, I want Twitter to, I want my community on Twitter to be a little, like, there are things which I was like, oh yeah, throw the whole fucking person away. Like, like fucking Joey Ryan or fucking whoever else you want to talk about from all that shit. People like that, yeah, just throw the whole fucking person away. Yeah. Well, like there are things where it's like, okay, maybe we should have a little bit of a nuance talk about this and see what happens. At the very least, I want people to like, even if like you don't like cut someone off entirely, just hold them accountable. Like, yeah. Like with Odyssey Jones, like I wasn't expecting people to just go stop being his fan. I don't like his wrestling personally. I think he wrestles like Invader Shad's pants. That's my opinion. <laughs> That's my opinion on his wrestling. But I did not. My hope and my dream was not like my goal, not hope and dream. That's a bit dramatic. But my goal was to hopefully like put like put into perspective to him how like it made other people feel. And like how impulse like my response was impulsive, but like I wanted it to hopefully reach him on a level where he could be like, okay, maybe this is wrong. And hopefully he would rethink that. And like, cool. Good for like I, I don't know if I'd still like if I would 
you know, like fuck with him if he did, but like that'd be at least a better ending than him just logging off of social media, privating his accounts, and then getting a cancel culture gimmick on TV. Like what actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> God, just let's not delve into the NXT 2.0 bullshit right now. Uh, we, I, I don't have the patience to talk about that. Free my boy, free my boy, Volter. Yes. Oh, God. Free my boy. <laughs> sure, that's uh, my man, Walter. Free my boy, MDK. <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about some wrestling stuff that actually makes us happy. One thing that I've seen that I really enjoy, and you mentioned it earlier, is like see the number of trans pro wrestlers that have gravitated and, and kind of um, promoted the group so far. Um, and also, I really like that you're kind of taking, not necessarily that it's like a taking something from like the Tiger Driver playbook, but, you know, the Tiger Driver oh. is well known for their playlists. Let me go on record. I yes. stole that idea from Tiger Driver. Okay. <laughs> 100%. Like, there were a lot of like, I may or may not have copied their homework on a lot of things, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're going to copy somebody's homework, Tiger Driver is the one. Like there, there are things that I don't always agree with Chris on, and like there are times where I think that he can like get under my skin. But like I love the way he runs his account. Yeah, like he's really fucking smart about that shit. So like, like okay, I'm gonna copy someone's homework. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I I totally stole the playlist from him. I fucking I like I I, I just have to admit it. <laughs> I, I can't live a lie. <laughs> I I'll. I'll pay royalties if I have to. <laughs> well, like I said, like it had that vibe to it, but you know, that I don't, was, wasn't trying that, to assume. So that was the plan. That like that was the thing for me. It was like I want to. Like I saw what he was doing. Was like let me do that, except just for my friends and like other trans wrestlers. Mm. And like through those, I've made friends with some of those wrestlers. Yes. Like like that's like Edith Surreal and I. We're not super close friends, but like we talk frequently about wrestling stuff. And that's how we started talking is I messaged her. I was like, hey, could you tell me what you think of this playlist I made for you? And she subbed out one match for a different match. And then we just started talking. We became, I guess, friends, friendly, mm-hmm. acquaintances. Friendly. Sounds like, right. Like that's, like, that's what I tried to do with a few people. Like, I think Dark Sheik unfollowed us because I said that I thought Edith was going to have the wrestler of the year, but like, <laughs> I don't know why Sheik unfollowed me, but like, I love her to death. But I messaged her and we talked about it. And she gave, like, that whole playlist, she put that whole thing together, except for the Nick oh, Cage wow. match. Like, she's a fucking genius. I love her to death. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how she feels about me. I don't know, like, I don't know her at all. I just know that she's one of my favorite wrestlers. I love her. I want to see her more on the East Coast because, like, she's she's a big name on the West Coast. Like, oh, for sure. But on the East Coast, she's, she's still she's still relatively new, like, to the East Coast. Like, she's been in GCW a lot, but mostly on their West Coast stuff. They're like stuff that's not really East Coast, more of it is Central US, like stuff like that. I want to see her like more. At, I don't think she's been to Beyond. Drew, put her on your fucking show, you bitch. <laughs> uh, Drew, you're not a bitch. Please just put her on your show. <laughs> I'm begging you. 
I, I live an hour away. I'll go down there. <laughs> <laughs> I want a reason to go to your shows, Drew. <laughs> I I know that like I've talked to Limitless about like I've I've annoyed Randy about who I want to book for years. <laughs> <laughs> at one point when you're like you should start your own promotion instead of asking me to book everyone you like <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of like an, okay maybe I, maybe I should leave Randy alone <laughs> but no I, I, I want him to like book like people like her and Edith because I Randy is all about like not really co- like conforming to like what wrestling normally like is with limitless like it's it's called limitless but i don't know how many like he's like danger kids at every show and i i love Limitless. i've been going to limitless since 2016 it's been it'll be six years this month mm. that's insane to think about and i'm not going to discount dk as like great representation for like the queer community but i want to see more i want like i want to i want to edith works beyond she can absolutely i i know she can make the trip to maine i i i'm i'm begging her to make the trip to maine i would i would love that fucking pay for it however much she asks fucking pay for it fucking <laughs> as soon as fucking travel opens we got to get candy lee out here yes like, as soon as that opens <laughs> like fucking i Oh my god, like fucking Maxi and Paylor, fucking get them oh. on every show. Like fucking if like they have Rip Bison on every limitless show doing like the big like hoss fights. Get fucking Rip Bison in the ring with Maxi and Paylor. That would fucking rule. That would fucking God, yes. <laughs> like like just fucking just make it happen. I'm not telling you what to do, Randy, but I am. <laughs> Randy, let them know what the people want. Randy, I don't own a gun, but I will. <laughs> I don't own a gun. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll pull out the butter knife and put it on your forehead. <laughs> I, I don't own a Glock. <laughs> Sorry. So you're going to go full arm. Yeah. <laughs> like I, and there are a lot of queer people who go to Limitless shows who I think like and I'm again I'm not discounting DK or any other queer performer who I'm forgetting about. Like I, Ashley Vox is gay. I love her to death. She's great. Like I'm not discounting her or any of the other like queer limitless regulars. I just want to see more. I want to see. I want to see them everywhere. Like Chaotic has the Panoptic title. I want to see like more like trans bad bitches up there or down there. For, for me, it's down there, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. I want to see. I'm like, I don't want anybody to go to WWE ever, as long as like, because like as much as I think, okay, get your paycheck. As a fan, I don't watch WWE product much, if at all, so I'd never see them, and that would suck a little because I like. But I want to see like a trans champion in WWE because AEW already did it. They had Nyla, and Nyla's run was pretty good, I think. Not everybody agrees. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people hated the Statlander match because Statlander got hurt, but I thought it was really fun. I, I like Nyla. Nyla is one of my favorites. I think AEW did it. I'm waiting for fucking like WWE to try to like one up them on that front somehow, and you know they thought about it. <laughs> you, you you know Triple H saw Nyla and was like, how can we fucking do that better? <laughs> And the answer is none, Paul. Rest in piss. Yes. <laughs> I just, I just want to. While we're talking about WWE, fuck Triple H. But anyways, <laughs> fuck 
triple. Anyways, what I'm Let saying it is, out. I want to see more like queer representation all across the board, not just in the big companies, not just on the indies. I want to see it everywhere. I mean, one thing what DPW is doing with Kid Bandit, I love Kid Bandit. They're one of my fucking like cool, they're one of my favorite people. They're one of the best fucking people I I know. I love seeing them so prominently in DPW. I love how fast their fan base is growing. Yeah. It makes me happy. Like, I want to see them everywhere this year. Like, I want to see them get fucking booked. Limitless, GCW, Beyond, fucking West Coast Pro. Fucking get the, if there's, if there's a, I know they're doing one BOLA out of Los Angeles. That don't, that's, BOLA sounds too close to Bowel for me. So <laughs> I know they're doing a battle of Los Angeles early in the year, but if they do another one later in the year, fucking get Kidbanded in there. I, I'm like, and I want to fucking come hell or high water. I am finding some fucking way to get Venny to the U.S. I was going to ask you about that because you've been very vocal about like talk about talking about possibly running a show and making sure to get Vinny here for it. Yeah, that's that is the show is um like I I can't promise that's going to happen. If it does, it might not be this year because I, I need to get a new computer and that's going to cost money. Yeah. But if it does happen, I will do anything in my power to get Vinny over here. I will fucking take a fucking runaway like like little like like little like banana boat, whatever those are called. <laughs> I know I don't have banana boats from American Dad because there's an episode where Roger has a runaway banana boat, so it's just it's just a cutaway gag, but it's hilarious. I'll get one of those. I'll fucking sail across the Atlantic if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I I do not give a fuck. You're getting any over here one way or another, but. With regards to the show, I have ideas for it. Venny is a necessity because they're the biggest name. I think the biggest queer name in wrestling, period. Mm. I don't think you could argue that. I think you might be able to, but I don't think you really can. Nyla is like the Nyla and Sunny are the only people I think can really come close on that front because they're right in AW and AW is a strong number two in the world. But Venny's been around for a while on a pretty consistent level. They were in DDT for a while. They're on Mumbare, they're in fucking TJPW, they're everywhere. They're doing the, I think you could argue that they're the biggest like queer name and have a very strong argument. And that's why I want them here. They're also one of the best wrestlers in the world, point blank period. Like, like I would argue they're the best wrestler in the world. They didn't, I think like they weren't in my top 10 wrestlers of the year because I didn't see them a lot. But every time I see them, it's like nobody else gets wrestling quite like them. Oh yeah. No. Like it's like it's like if Kota Ibushi was also fucking like I hate to say, oh, it's like another Japanese wrestler, but like they <laughs> it's a similar kind of like no brain, just fucking do whatever looks cool style. And I like that. Yeah. And they've gotten a little more like smarter than just doing the same kind of no brain style that people like abushi do like abushi fucking there's a lot like omega does it there's a whole lot of people who do no brain like do spots that look cool wrestling i think venny's shying away from that slowly but there's still a lot of that in how they wrestle and that's cool i like i like that. i think that they're one of the best overall plainly and the show I need that to happen. I need them here. I need the show to happen more than anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like, give me money, please. Somebody, I need, 
Like, for the record, if any billionaire wrestling fan is watching this, I promise you, I promise you, we will run a good show. I have no doubt, honestly. Like, I, I would like that. The, the ideas that you put out there are great. Have, if, even if you just look at like just getting Vinny over here, like. I haven't even talked about all of my like cool ideas like publicly. I have, I was talking to one of my friends. They're a fucking like non-binary queer. I don't know how they technically identify, but it's somewhere around there. They're a ring announcer and we were talking about stuff. I'm going to pull it up real quick on my, I'm going to go through DMs real quick. I'm going to find, I know I, I'm going to find, can't be, fucking, <laughs> why is it so hard? I'm going to look there. Thank God for the fucking search button. Right. The, the DM search. Is the perfect button. Okay. So I want I I've pitched them an idea for like a false count anywhere match or a street fight where they go down where they open a door to go fight in the hallway and running down the hallway, there's a guy dressed like Peter Griffin fighting a dude in a chicken costume. <laughs> I've pitched a match with an invisible referee. Like the referee, like there's a referee in the match, but the fans can't see or hear it, only the performers. <laughs> and then my favorite idea, the reverse cage match. Oh god. Okay. You remember that like clip from a few years ago of Anthony Green climbing up the cage wall and it falls over? Yep. That's that's that was my sole inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> like I want a match where he fucking climbs in the cage. <laughs> It's the first person to climb in the cage with <laughs> like a reverse Punjabi prison match <laughs> where you have to make it where you have to make it harder for fans to see the match to win. <laughs> right, first hell in the cell. First hell in the cell. You can't go to the ring. <laughs> I'd say a reverse ladder match with Jeff Jarrett beat us to that one. Yep. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, I love that man. He's my he he is my like TNA is my creative inspiration. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, you, honestly, it, it makes sense. If it wasn't <laughs> obvious, that is my inspiration for all of these ideas. Is what would be the most like Vince Russo TNA thing possible? <laughs> like, what would be the most like what idea sounds so dumb that even Dixie Carter might not greenlight it? <laughs> And yes, we're going to fucking book a Dixieland match. Hell yeah. And we're going to fucking... Why, come hell or high water, I'm going to find a way to book an Ultimate X match. Mm. There was a tweet a few years back when Creative of TNA was still like up in the air when like... I think this was after Dixie left. Like this was the, G, the, G, the GFW thing failed where one of the... Uh, yeah. One of the like... Proud and Powerful guys tweeted, I think I'm going to be on creative now. <laughs> and Joey Janelle responds, can you book me in a match where, I, where it's an ultimate X but I can't use my limbs? <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's a, that's, a, that's a gimmick I need to see. And I'm not going to fucking give credit to Joey Janelle when it happens. If he's <laughs> listening to this, you did not come up with that idea. I came up with that idea. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I'm going to book the dumbest shit possible. <laughs> Maybe this won't help me get people to give to loan me a ring or get a venue to approve us, but fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. You're not gonna sacrifice your vision. I refuse to give up my vision to anybody. 
Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fucking, we'll do a fucking, we'll do the dumbest, we'll, we'll do, I'm going to, the dumbest stipulation of all time. There was the fucking, ex, there was an exploding butthole match in DDT. I don't know. Right. The goal is to explode the other person's butthole. Makes sense. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Onita was in it. <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was. It was either Onita or yeah, it was. I think Onita was in. It. I'm not sure. I know Michael Nakazawa, Mao, and some other guys were in it. And I remember like seeing it a few years ago. I was like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." Where can I give these people my money? <laughs> I just love stupid gimmicks. I love like good wrestling. Like, I don't think anybody hates good wrestling, but like, I'm a fan of like, like I watch a lot of the stuff I think is good, but also like really stupid shit. Like TJPW, I love them. They do great shows, but they also did a, like they do they did a pay per view show where it was contested under two count two fall like two count rules, and it had like a ten minute time limit. If the match went to a time limit, it would be contested under one fall rules, be a sudden death under one fall. Mm. And that was like, this is the most weird, wacky thing I've ever seen. But it's also my favorite thing ever. Like (laughs) that fucking, and some of the crazy, like, I'm not always a fan of cinematic matches, mainly because I just don't like like, some of the people in them. Like, I I wasn't, I like Bray White, I wasn't a fan of The Fiend. I don't know. So like the Firefly Funhouse match is like okay this isn't my thing, yeah. But like stuff like the final deletion was so dumb I had to love it. <laughs> or like, oh, sorry, go ahead. And the fucking the Scott Steiner and Josh Matthews versus Joseph Park and Jeremy Borash match is my favorite fucking wrestling match of the last like fifteen years. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm joking at this point. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's all about like pushing the boundaries of, of what you can do in when you look at pro wrestling as an art form. Honestly, there's a, there's a fucking skit in that match where Scott Steiner is chasing them down in a in a golf cart, and they're framing it like it's a high speed chase, yes. but golf carts only go like 10, 15 miles an hour. <laughs> so it's, it's and but then it ends on such a fucking high note too, because like the match is funny and there's all sorts of stupid funny things in it, like Shark Boy being in the pool waiting for them. But then it ends on one of the coolest fucking things ever when Abyss comes out from under the ring, fucking slams Josh Matthews into the pile of thumbtacks, and then Jeremy Borash, the fucking senton off the middle rope into the thumbtacks on Matthews. It's one of the fucking dumbest things ever, but it ends on such a cool note. It's like I can't even hate this. Like at first, like when I started watching, I was like, oh, "I'm gonna hate this, aren't I?" And then every dumb little piece of TNA lore they added to it, I was like, "No, I love this." <laughs> like the second I saw Shark Boy, I was like, "This is the match of the fucking year." <laughs> this was the same year that Okada and Omega happened, and I was like, "No, this, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this." <laughs> Like fucking fucking Kazuchika Okada? No thanks. Jeremy Borash? Hell yeah. <laughs> and oh. That's my guy right there, Jeremy Borash. I love it, honestly. It's so I, good. I don't know what he's up to these days, but I hope he's doing well. 
Same, same. I, hope hope he, JB is doing well, whatever he's doing down in WWE. <laughs> oh, speaking speaking of TNA guys, I just want to get serious for a moment. Mm-hmm. Don West's cancer has come back. Yes. And he's posted about it on his Twitter at Don West Deals. And I love Don West. He's made TNA special to me and to a lot of other people. So if you have the money, please go out of your way to help him. I just want to get serious for that moment. No, for but, sure. For okay, sure. now back now back to fucking funny shit. <laughs> now back to fucking funny shit. Yes. Which actually leads perfectly to to the next thing I want to talk to you about as we start to kind of wind down here a little bit. Um what, another aspect of what you've done with, with Transcraft so far has been the merch stuff. Oh, I the, the merch designs are just uh, on point. I love like the HRT TNA logo sort of thing going on. The trans rights in the old raw font. Like where where does where did the ideas? Obviously, you take you see the inspiration for them, but where did the ideas like come from? For so, you, I don't know where I saw. Okay, so this is going to be kind of a deep cut. Okay, but my one of my like cousins down south found out about how some kids can get prescriptions for HRT if they feel that they're trans and they're like, this is crossing the line because they're from South Carolina so they have an accent. And I was like, wait a damn minute. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, I just had an amazing idea. So I'd like to thank my bigoted cousin for fucking helping the Trevor Project. (laughs) (laughs) That's crossing the damn line, they said. And I was like, wait a a goddamn minute. Wait a goddamn motherfucking minute. That's perfect. <laughs> and the, the trans rights one, I was trying to go for a bragging rights thing, but I couldn't find the old SmackDown font. I found some SmackDown fonts, but not the right one. So I was like, I'll just I'll just do the raw. <laughs> it still works. No, n- n- not many people are gonna give a shit. <laughs> not many people are gonna not many people are gonna actually that's the wrong font for the bragging rights logo. But then I put out one. Like this the one that I think is really serious and like powerful, the other one, the human one, mm-hmm. the just this human with the fucking trans stripes going through it. That means a lot to me. That was the first one I had commissioned. It was only five dollars, which is an amazing deal. And I'm gonna fucking whenever this drops, remind me to fucking plug that artist because they're great people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like it was five dollars. And it went through a couple of revisions because we had to get a bigger font because it was too pixelated. And when it came out, I was so proud of it because, like, it's just all the other shirts are going to be funny. Most of the other shirts. I have one shirt that I think is going to be really fucking funny when people see it. They're going to love it. They're going to they're gonna love all of our shirts. I have another one that I think is just going to be fucking plain cool just for us. But I love the designs. I'm proud of what we're doing. I, I think the funny designs work because, like, there's so much, like, hate towards, like, queer people. And, like, we, I'm trying to, like, turn some of that hateful rhetoric, like, back against the other people in a way. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to fucking turn some of it into, like, like, obviously there are things that you just cannot fucking redeem. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I can fucking take, oh, that's crossing the line, giving kids hormones. <laughs> and I can turn that into something funny. Or I can turn, like, I can, like, 
Kern fucking Odyssey Jones being stupid. It's like a Space Odyssey logo. <laughs> a trans Odyssey. Or I can fucking... I can turn Ronda Rousey fucking hating trans people into fucking whatever I'm going to do with that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. But I'm... I'm let it, I am working on that Ronda Rousey shirt with all my fucking heart and soul. She's going to hate it. I hope she hates it. I hope she's miserable. I hope she's fucking miserable. <laughs> I hope... Like, I want to do, like, a fucking... Do you remember the AJ Styles, like, cum shirt? Oh, fuck yeah. I want to forget that. I want to do something with that. But Josh Fuller already did something with that, so I don't know how, like, straight up I'm going to get with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how... I don't know if I should do that. I found the Yes font from Brian's old shirts. And I, I tried to, like, come up with something for that, and I'm just coming to a blank with that, but I want to do something with that. I have so many ideas and they're all great. And I'm not going to, at the same time, I've had people come to me who are like, yeah, we, we want to do similar stuff. And I'm like, then do it. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, I'm just fucking somebody with a computer who likes to fucking be funny. I'm not unique. Our shirts are not like, we don't own the, we don't own the idea of being transgender. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, we, if I could own anything, it would be that though. <laughs> I own I own the concept of transgenderism. I am the queen. <laughs> I am the queen. Just swoop in like Shane McMahon. Fucking in Panama City. <laughs> fucking I'll fucking show up to fucking Buckingham Palace. Yeah, this is mine now. I'm the queen of the transes. Hell yeah. Oh, speaking of fucking British people. I fucking, I am trying so hard to find a way to use this like Harry Potter idea I have without being sued. <laughs> and it's killing me because Joanne is a fucking menace with those lawsuits. Yeah. <laughs> she's a fucking menace. I mean, she's a menace in general, but Joanne, yes, Joanne, as well. Joanne, once we find out how to fucking make fun of you without being sued, we're going to do it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goal I can get behind. And so I don't know how much more time we have. I don't know how much longer you want this to go. But real quick, I want to fucking like just shout out some people. If that's all right. Yeah, go for it. All right. So I just want to thank like Candy Lee uh, for being my friend for two years, almost a year and a half now, really, but almost two years. She was the first or maybe second person I came out to. Mm. And she helped me through a lot of early stuff and setting up what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. She was very important in that, which I didn't expect from her because I always assumed before all of that, that I just really annoyed her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I must be, I, I, I bet I'm just that annoying guy. <laughs> but then I realized, no, we're, we're friends. Wow. Wrestlers actually like me. I've never interacted with her, but I also want to thank Nyla Rose for fucking being the first fucking like openly trans champion performer, all of that great shit. That means a lot to me. So many other people. Well, first openly trans performer in the West. I think Venny was started before, like Venny. I think Nyla wrestled before transitioning and Venny was wrestling before Nyla transitioned. So maybe Venny's the first. I don't, I don't know, but. Nyla was the first one on TV. She was the she was the first champion. 
that's so significant. It means so much to a lot of us. Like, we fucking, I love that. That makes me so happy. She was a big part of the reason I wanted to do this. Like, I, I, I just, the, before all of this, like, she and Kenny were really the only trans wrestlers I knew a whole lot about, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I knew about Sheik from fucking Hood Slam, but I, I only found out that the trans person known as Dark Sheik and the Dark Sheik from Hood Slam were the same person, like, two months ago. Mm. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, wait. You're that dark sheik? Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, like that was fucking great. I want to. Speaking of sheik, thank you, fucking sheik, for helping like me. I'm like whether you realize it or not, you helped us very early on. I don't know if you like us, but you did help us. I want to thank you, like fucking Danger Kid, for being one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. Fucking great human being, right there. They're one of the fucking sweetest, kindest most patient polite respectful people you'll ever fucking meet again they're non-binary and a fucking great wrestler and i want to thank nick gage for that cameo hell yeah <laughs> that was that's i want to thank jd drake for doing that video for free mm-hmm. fucking i want to thank oh yeah and anthony henry he was in that too but jd drake cut the promo <laughs> <laughs> oh i want to thank like luther for fucking supporting us i want to thank fucking who else? I want to thank Effie for fucking following us and accidentally helping me become famous. <laughs> I want to thank fucking Limitless for fucking being cool as hell. I want to thank like let me go. Th- I'm going through I'm going through my fucking DM. I want to thank fucking Enjoy Wrestling for following us really early on. I want to thank Washington Heights for following oh, us really early on. Washi. Love Washi. One of like a real we don't talk much, but they're a real fucking cold person. Wanna fucking like thank Daniel Garcia for being okay with my mom hating him. <laughs> my, mom, my mom does not like Daniel Garcia. <laughs> I want to thank James. I want to thank Jamie Senegal for being really fucking cool with me. I want to thank What a Maneuver for fucking hosting our merch. Great fucking website right there. I want to thank my friend Garnet who's also a wrestler for fucking like being such a cool person. Want to thank Edith Streel if I haven't already. If I have, I'm thanking you again, Edith. <laughs> You're a real fucking sweetheart. I want to thank Kid Bandit for also being a real fucking sweetheart. I, I want to thank a lot of people. I think I'm going to end this on thanking fucking, fucking Benny. Thank you, Benny, because without you, I don't, honestly, I don't think that this would have happened any of this mm-hmm. like candy and nyla were the big two inspirations but without benny i wouldn't have felt super duper confident about myself to come out to candy about who i my identity or to come out to other friends of mine but my identity there was just a level of confidence that seeing somebody like me kick ass the way that Venny did fucking and be such a great wrestler and fucking just be so amazing, really. It just made me feel so good for so like way before any of this other stuff. So, oh, and also thank you for Odyssey. Thank you to Odyssey Jones for putting us in the fucking news. <laughs> you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 
perfect place to, to cap it right there. Sally, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat a little bit about what's going on with Transcraps. Let everybody know where they can, uh, you know, find and follow Transcraps and, and get involved okay. if they want to join. So we have our Twitter account is at Transcraps, T-R-A-N-S, G-R-A-P-S. We have a link tree on our Twitter account with all of our other social media accounts in there. We have a Discord server. We have a Facebook page that we don't use. We have an Instagram account that I don't use a whole lot. We've got merch listed on there. We have a Reddit profile, which may or may not be suspended. We have a TikTok we haven't used yet. We have a Tumblr account. It's really only used to plug our merch. We have our Twitch up there. Our Twitter's on there, even though it's also linked on our Twitter. <laughs> and our YouTube channel's on there, and it's pretty convenient. If you don't want to go through all that trouble, Instagram is transcraps. Fucking Tumblr is transcraps. Fucking YouTube is transcraps. <laughs> Instagram, I think I've already done Instagram. Reddit is all you slash transcraps. Facebook is something. Trans, trans hyphen graps hyphen one zero three eight four nine seven six two one four seven two nine five. Uh, TikTok is just tiktok.com slash at transgraps. We don't use it. Uh, Twitch is twitch.tv slash transgraps. Uh, YouTube is youtube.com slash channel slash uc lowercase t uppercase q 12 <laughs> uppercase w lowercase n fpn uppercase eoi lowercase p uppercase ju 34 uppercase a 2 uppercase kbq <laughs> uh, uh, our what a maneuver page is what a maneuver.net slash collection slash trans hyphen graps uh, and I'm just I'm gonna let me pull something off real quick. Don West. Yeah, no worries. I'm gonna pull up Don West then because I want people to fucking. That means a lot to me. I love yeah. that guy. Fucking go to his GoFundMe, which is on, pinned on his Twitter account. Don West deals. Well, it's actually not. It's not pinned. It's his most recent tweet. It's join Don West tag team against lymphoma. He's raised. $25,937 so mm. far for his goal. Uh, Don West is super, to me as a wrestling fan, he made TNA so special. And even after he left, I still love TNA. He was, it was never the same without him. And I don't want to lose him to fucking Lymphoma. I love that man. He's his fucking his sales videos are some of the greatest things too. I love oh, them. Oh, God. Yes. Please. Please support Don West if you can. He's so special to so many people. I don't know what more I can say. Just fucking help him. <laughs> he deserves it. Uh, I'm right there with you. And, and we definitely hope that uh, and and are with Don as he continues to fight this. And yeah, definitely I just, support. I don't know why I decided I wanted to fucking shout out Don West here, but it means something to me. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm doing it. <laughs> I love him. I want him to be okay. So... This is this is happening. <laughs> He's been hyped for us for so years. We gotta get hyped for him now. Yeah. What a maneuver! <laughs> that was him. That was him. <laughs> I bought so many of those brown bag specials. I oh bought, God, yes. I, I that's where most of my wrestling DVD collection came from was the fucking brown bags. <laughs> so. Don West, thank you for making me such the wrestling fan I am, even if you didn't realize you would impact me so personally. 
I hope you're okay. Please donate to his fundraiser. I love you guys. Thank you for fucking listening to me. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sally. Well, well here's mine, really. Like, <laughs> I, this has been such a fucking trip for me, getting to do all of this in the last couple of months. I always thought that I would just be some weird, annoying person on Twitter. And I, I kind of am now that I'm a famous, annoying person. <laughs> <laughs> My thanks once again to Sally for, for coming on the show, taking the time to chat with me all about Transgraps, um, AJ Styles, Dan Chugadino, um, and Vinny, and um, you know, just talking all about what Transgraps is growing into. You know, it's really awesome to see the community continue to grow and, and to see um, people have that haven within the world of pro wrestling. You know, it's it can these things are powerful, and you know, just from what I've seen with Transcraps in the short time that it has existed, that power is on full display, and it's only going to keep growing from here. Trust me. So, if you're interested, definitely check out the Twitter account, check out the Discord, it's all there. There's even a channel in there for everybody to kind of chat whenever live wrestling is on, too. So, trust me. There's something there's something in there for you if you are at all interested in, in joining up um, and grabbing one of those HRT TNA logo t-shirts. Cross the line, damn it. <laughs> but um, that's going to do it for us here today. Come back tomorrow. Like I said, AC Mac, the Mac of all trades, is coming back onto the show to talk ahead of his world title match at Southeast First down in Tyrone, Georgia. Um, the... Uh, the Southeast coming together for one big mega event live streaming Friday night on IWTV. We got AC to talk before that and to get you primed for it. Trust me. Friday is Southeast first day here on the show. Um, that being said though, until tomorrow, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if you can. And shout out to cool dad, Luther. <laughs> Everybody's ready to die. Everybody's ready to die. They didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge. You made a deal with the